Trust in the Lord and do what is good. Dwell in the land and live securely. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act, making your righteousness shine like the dawn, your justice like the noonday. Be silent before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not be agitated by one who prospers in his way, by the person who carries out evil plans. Refrain from anger and give up your rage. Do not be agitated. It can only bring harm, for evildoers will be destroyed. But those who put their hope in the Lord will inherit the land. Psalm 37, 3 through 9. Good morning, IBCM. And welcome to the new day that God has made. And we rejoice and we're glad in it. Every day is a gift. Every heartbeat, every breath, every moment, every day of life is a gift from God. Even though we encounter struggles and challenges, obstacles, pain, sometimes suffering, life is a gift from God. And I pray that as you are starting your day today, that you are being renewed and refreshed in your spirit as we spend time together with the Lord in his word. Perhaps you've already had some time uh, with God's Word this morning as you are getting your day started, and I appreciate your joining with me uh, together online this morning to read and meditate on God's Word together. In just a few moments, we're going to meditate through a passage in the book of Colossians again today. We'll be in chapter 2, and we're going to read verses 8 to 14 this morning. Colossians 2, verses 8 to 14. But before we do that, let's just spend some time in prayer, thinking through what the psalmist has taught us here in Psalm 37. So if you would, just here together, let's bow our heads and uh, submit our hearts to prayer, communicating with God. And let me just lead, I'll just lead us, uh, and you can pray uh, out loud where you are, or you can pray just in your own mind. Let me lead us in this time of prayer as we prepare ourselves for God's Word and prepare ourselves for the day ahead today. So let's, let's pray together. Here in this first moment of prayer, let's listen to the psalmist and let's declare and confess our trust in the Lord. And having done so, Let's declare and confess to him that we are going to do what is good today. Good measured by his standard, not by our own. Let's continue by giving the Lord thanks, thanksgiving, for giving us security in him. Father, there are so many things about life that can be uncertain, but in you we are secure. Let's praise him for that. Declare to God your love for him. Repeat to him all the things about his nature and character that you worship him for and thank him for today. As we move through that psalm, the psalmist reminds us to take our delight 
in the Lord. Let's confess to the Lord things other than Him that we tend to delight in. And let's repent and renew our commitment to delight in Him, to take delight in Him, to find our delight in Him, express to Him and confess to Him that all of our joy is in Him. Let's ask Him to give us good desires, wholesome and pure desires. Let's continue praying through this psalm. We, we each of us have tasks that we must or desire to accomplish today. We have a plan for the day. Here in the beginning, let's commit our way to the Lord. Let's ask Him to reshape our plan, to reprioritize our to-do list. Let's commit to following His leadership. Sometimes our minds are so noisy and our hearts are so cluttered by anxious thoughts, by worries, by things that we think we need that can be a distraction to us. Let's listen to the psalmist who says, Be silent before the Lord and wait expectantly for the Lord. Let's ask Him this morning to provide everything we need, not what we want, but everything we need according to His riches in Christ Jesus. And let's determine, let's confess to the Lord today that we are going to quit complaining. We're simply going to trust. We're going to believe that He loves us and we're going to wait on Him to provide what we need. Sometimes we can become jealous or envious of people who prosper though they do not honor or worship the Lord. Let's ask the Lord to protect us from jealousy and envy today and to keep our minds focused on Him. Let's remember that He's given us a promise that if we place our hope in the Lord, He will exalt us in the right season and will give us our inheritance. We thank you, Lord, for this time of worship and praise and confession today as we are preparing to live lives of surrendered faithfulness and obedience to your word, to the truth. And we remember that the word, the truth, are not simply concepts. The word and the truth, they are a person Jesus Christ, with whom we have an intimate, eternal love relationship that is real and personal. We thank you for this new day, and now we ask you to continue to teach us through your word. 
written by Paul in his letter to the church in Colossae. And we pray in Christ's name, amen. All right, now let's read Colossians chapter 2, verses 8 to 14. I think now after that time of prayer, our hearts and minds are clear to hear correctly God's word and to make good and effective application. Reading what Paul wrote, beginning verse 8. He says, Be careful that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit based on human tradition, based on the elements of the world, rather than Christ. For the entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily in Christ, and you have been filled by him, who is the head over, over every ruler and authority. You were also circumcised in him with a circumcision not done with hands, by putting off the body of flesh in the circumcision of Christ, when you were buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him, Jesus, from the dead. And when you were dead in trespasses and in, the uncircum and, in, and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive with him and forgave us all our trespasses. He erased the certificate of debt with its obligations that was against us and opposed to us and has taken it away by nailing it to the cross." Now, there are so many truths that we can glean from this short paragraph in the book of Colossians. But I want to focus on three key elements of what Paul is teaching us here today so that we can make proper application as we are beginning our day of discipleship in the presence of the Lord today. The first thing I want to call to our attention is that those two words that began the reading in verse 8, be careful. If you recall, the problem in the church in Colossae was that they were listening to false teachings. These false teachers were saying that there is something that needs to be added to grace. They were trying to convince Gentile Christians, first of all, to be circumcised, and they were wanting to convince Jewish Christians to continue to be obligated to the law. And so Paul is dealing with this problem in the church. Now, when we transfer that problem into our lives today, I think we find this similarity. That is that it is our tendency to want to add things to grace. That's just the pride of the human spirit, the human flesh. We, we are afraid to admit that we are helpless and hopeless. We want to do something. We want to add to grace something besides simple faith in Christ alone. Something that we must or think we must do in order to make ourselves right and acceptable to God. But the truth is that there is nothing we can do. We are helpless. We cannot save ourselves. And so Paul is teaching us, us today to be careful not to allow the deception of the world, the prosperity gospel, the, the, the teaching that we must uh, do something 
additional to Christ's death and resurrection in order to be acceptable to God. There is absolutely nothing we can do. And besides that, Paul gives us an even more profound truth that I want us to uh, recognize today. And that is found in verse 9, verses 9 and 10. A climax there in that statement in verse 10, you have been filled by him. He says in verse 9 that the fullness of God dwells in Christ Jesus. And so by faith, because of his grace, we have been filled by him. So there is not only nothing that we can do, there is nothing that we need to do. Because by faith in Christ, we have been filled by Christ, who is in fullness God himself. That is a remarkable promise that we have been given. And he is the head over every ruler and authority. He goes on to say in the following verses that we don't, do not need to be circumcised in the flesh. The only circumcision we need is baptism. First, being baptized by the Spirit when we repent and place our faith in Jesus, and then symbolized in our physical baptism, which is a spiritual, God-ordained work of the flesh, not to earn salvation, but to declare to watching people that we are part of God's family. And then the clincher is in verse 14 in it, which it is climaxed by the fact that Jesus has taken our debt and he has nailed it to the cross. Jesus became our sin. He became our curse when he died on the cross for us. So in his body and in, in that action of Christ sacrificing his own life on the cross, all of our sins, all of the curse of sin was nailed with him on that cross. So as a result, Paul reminds us that he has erased the certificate of debt. Now think about that, that for a moment. Imagine that day after day, moment after moment, you and I pile up debt after debt. It's called sin. And every little sin adds up to a pile of debt which we are unable to pay off. In Paul's day, a person who could not pay his debt became a slave, was sent to debtor's prison, and he had to work off that debt. But Paul says we don't have to do that because Jesus has already done all of the work for us. His death on the cross nailed our sin debt to that cross and in so doing by shedding of his own blood he paid the ransom for our captivity. He erased our debt and all the obligations that we had to that debt. It was against us and it was opposed to us and he has taken it away. We are set free. We are free from the debt of sin and we are set free to live for Christ. So let's be careful not to be deceived by the flesh or by false teachings that there is something we have to add to grace. Christ is sufficient. Grace is sufficient. 
What happens is that when we think there's something that we must add, good deeds, um, reading the Bible, uh, going to church, uh, serving in some way, these are, these are things that we do because of salvation, not for salvation. What happens when we have this notion that we have to add to the grace of God, we come to the conclusion that there is nothing that we can do. Nothing satisfies the guilt and the shame. And so we live under this cloud. We live under this burden, under this guilt, and it is heavy. What the Holy Spirit wants to say to each of us today through His Word is you are free. We're free. We no longer live under obligation. We live under grace. We no longer live under debt. We live in freedom. We no longer have to strive to add something to make ourselves pleasing to God. Through repentant faith in Christ Jesus, we have been cleansed and forgiven of our sins, and it has been credited to, credited to us the righteousness and the holiness of Christ. So as we are beginning our day today, let's rejoice in the freedom that we have in Christ. And let's trust His grace. Let's live in His grace. Let's express His grace. And let's multiply His grace by living the Jesus life today. If anyone is in Christ, he is free indeed. Amen. Think about those things as you continue to arrange your day and as you live for the glory of Christ. Now let's pray for those that we are interceding for. Uh, we're praying for Pearlie and Becky who are fighting cancer. We're praying for Brent who uh, is fighting a skin disease. Uh, we are praying for Elena who is... Uh, seeking healing for her eyesight. Uh, we're praying for Teddy, who uh, lost his brother to a heart attack last this past Sunday. We're praying for him, for his encouragement and the embrace of God. And we're praying for the sin sickness of our city. We're praying that God will bring about a revival that will start with us and spread to those who are lost and separated from God. So let's pray about these things today as we finish our time together. Father, thank you for this moment that we can spend together in prayer and in your word. We first of all just want to give you praise and glory, Father, for sending your only son, Jesus, who died on the cross for our sins. And he established a new covenant of grace ratified by his very own blood so that when we receive your gift of grace we are set free from the sin from the debt of sin he makes us alive as Paul wrote in that passage and fills us with himself this should really energize us and set us free to live a glorious life today and every day. Thank you, Jesus. And each of us knows people who need Jesus, who need salvation. So please, Lord, use us to share the gospel today. 
Lord, we lift up these people that we are praying for, Pearlie and Becky and uh, Elena and Teddy and Brent. And there are others. There are, there are people that each of these brothers and sisters in Christ who are with me this morning could voice right now. And we're voicing those people to you right now who, whom we love and care for. And ask that you bring healing, bring hope, bring encouragement. And we're praying for our city. We're praying, Lord, that you will rekindle in each of our hearts at IBC Manila a passion for sharing the gospel, a deep burden for the loss, and a desire to live a holy, pure, Christ-like life so that people can see the gospel in us. And we're praying for a spiritual awakening in our city, and we look forward to the harvest. Now, Lord, as the psalmist taught us this morning, we are trusting in you. We are committing our way to you. We're setting our hopes on all your promises. And we're saying today that we are yours. Empower and equip us to live today as your humble servants. And it is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for joining me today for this time of devotion. And I'm praying that you will experience the profound depths of Christ's love today as you walk in his grace, serving him as a humble disciple. God bless you, and I'll see you again in the morning. Have a great day.